Welcome to the Something Old, Something New podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Anya. And I'm Anthony. Every episode, we talk about movies, one old and one new, to look at how the landscape of film has changed over the years for your education and entertainment. So sit back and relax with your favorite podcasters as we discuss something old and something new. Why do you want to dance? Why do you want to live? Well... I don't know exactly why, but the red shoes. (laughs) That's so bad. (laughs) Hi, everybody, and welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Anthony. And Anya. And, (laughs) okay, let's try that again. Hi, everybody, welcome to the podcast. We're your hosts, Anthony. And Anya. And we're... Hello, everybody, and welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Anthony. And I'm Anya. And we're here hosting your podcast for you. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to be talking about The Red Shoes and Black Swan. Right, two ballet films. Oh, yes, the ballet. Now, I have no idea about ballet. I don't know anything about ballet. Well, you're in luck. (laughs) 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 Because... I have taken ballet, well, I didn't take ballet for 10 years, I think, question mark? 10 years? That must have been pretty hard. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, good, you just grab the microphone. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself. Did you dance the dance of the red shoes? No, I never did. Did you dance the dance of the black swan? Never. Well, so that makes me. <laughs> so this has been our podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I was in the Nutcracker. I played a bonbon. <laughs> and a party girl. I was the friend of Clara, so I was practically Clara, guys. Oh, okay. So, you Just know, saying. Big part. <laughs> um, I was in Sleeping Beauty. I played the Waltz Child. That means nothing to you guys, but <laughs> it meant a lot was, to me. Was that the dragon, or? <laughs> what? The dragon's not even in no, no, so Sleeping Beauty is different than in Disney, okay? I know. Just saying. There's but, no dragon. But were you the crow, or were you the red fairy, or the green fairy? No! I don't know. There's, like, these waltz children. They're just, I don't know. They're doing dancing in the middle, okay? Fabulous. You don't need to know anything else. Also, I was in Harlequinade. It's uh, about a clown, a clown, and his unrequited love for another clown, and pretty much he's depressing, and I had to wear this little cap. That sounds so depressing. A movie about two clowns. (laughs) It's not a movie. It's a ballet. A ballet. A ballet. ballet. That's right. Wow. I'm doing so bad. I'm doing so good this episode, guys. (laughs) So bad, it's good. So bad. Um, But yeah, I do know a lot about ballet. I mean, it was never that good like the Red Shoes people were, but you know, you try. Uh, It wasn't at all that good. You didn't mention Natalie Portman. You weren't as good as Natalie Portman, don't think. Well, who cares about Natalie Portman? She was not even a ballet dancer. Horrible. Horror. Um, So we're going to be talking about... (laughs) Those two The Red Shoes and Black Swan. Both films uh, about obsession with with the art. (laughs) Were you ever obsessed with ballet? Was that like... Nah, but I've been around people that were obsessed with ballet. And one girl that was... Kind of similar to Natalie Portman's character, just a little slightly, not like psychotic so? or anything. Well, like how so? Just a little obsessed. Like she had to have her bun, like you know, they you know ballet dancers they have buns in their hair. She has to have it super straight, slicked back, and mm. she was like so like obsessed. Like she would like may sometimes bleed some. Like she would scrape Ooh. her head so much. 
Ooh, but she had to no. get so tight on her head. Yikes. And she seemed a little, like, skinny, question mark. Like, uh, not like, good. Like a little, like, too skinny. Like, yeah. like unhealthy. Yeah. That yeah. doesn't sound good. So, I mean, I did have some of that going on that I, I was aware of. Um, there's obviously lots of little clicks, just like in Black Swan. Like, you know, you see the girls mm-hmm. whispering in the corner about you or whatever yeah. the thing is. Just a little hostile. Um, they didn't do great jobs in both movies of really, like, talking about and emphasizing the, um, community of uh-huh. the ballet dancers. Because, yes, there's cliques and, yes, there's different jealousies and whatever. But they're all generally friends. And yeah. they were both, in both movies, the main character is a little isolated. Mm-hmm. Um, so well, the maybe, red shoes she starts with, sort of, yeah. that group, but then because be- she becomes the prima ballerina. Yes. But, then, okay, yeah. okay. So, it, it's a little bit, some stuff is a little inaccurate, but, um, they did a good job of portraying, like, the dedication, obviously, and, like, the obsession part. <laughs> well, you'll be able to give us a little hint about uh, the actual ballet, you know? What, yeah. Like, which I'm sure you'll be able to compare and, and tell us a little bit about. Uh, these films, but let's jump right into it. We yeah. got the red shoes to start oh, yeah. our first real classic movie that yeah, we're covering. Um, Anya, what? How did you start watching this movie? Uh, do you, anyone know Turner Classic Movies? Of course. Of okay, course. so we found that channel on our TV when we had cable, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I got really obsessed with it. My mom as well. Um, I don't know, I think it was just on one day, and I was just watching it, I'm like, whoa, this is a movie about ballet, fun, I'm in ballet, mm-hmm. um, and it just kind of became a favorite. That's so funny, to me, so, a mm-hmm. lot of the people, I, I, I know very few ballerinas outside yeah. of you, yeah. but one of the ones that I talked to, mm-hmm. she said, well, this was the movie that got me into it, was, mm-hmm. was I watched The Red Shoes as, like, a, as a kid, or, yeah. or it was something that was always on at my house, mm-hmm. and so... I always wanted to be like the girl in yeah. the red shoes, which is kind of not sad. the point of the movie. Yeah, it's <laughs> you know? not at all the point. But, it, but I totally understand where it's like that inspired yeah. that. And you just came at it from the opposite. You were like, oh, wait, I like ballet already. Yeah. And so I might like this movie. Yeah. Was it one of your favorites or just something that was on? It wasn't necessarily a favorite, but I did enjoy watching it when it was on. Um, we did end up like buying it. And so like now we have it um, yeah. because we did like it. Uh, but yeah, it wasn't wasn't necessarily a classic. It was just, oh, this is interesting. Got <laughs> you. Know? you. Um, yeah. I I actually, so I never danced ballet. <laughs> yes. I never did any dancing. I have no coordination whatsoever. Uh, and that's how I watched this movie <laughs> uh, for a film class. Mm-hmm. And I had to. This film class was specifically about Powell and Pressburger, uh, the archers as they're called mm-hmm. at the beginning. You see the arrow coming in and say yeah. the archers, and it's. Mm-hmm. Powell and Pressburger talking, uh, and this class covered kind of the big hits of their filmography. Yeah. Other than Lawrence of Arabia, weirdly enough, mm. which is probably the biggest hit in their <laughs> yeah. filmography. Yeah. Um, but I think that he just was like, no, we're going to concentrate on the classics, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little, like, farther back classics. Um, mm-hmm. And so we, we watched this film. And I had the very odd experience that I, that I told you about, which mm-hmm. is I watched this movie, yeah. and I was like, you know, people obsess over this movie. People say that it's <laughs> yeah. fabulous. And as mm-hmm. I was watching, I paused the movie at one point, mm-hmm. and I just went up to, to my talk to my dad, and I just said, I don't understand why my professor is, like, assigning this or why people go, like, flip over yeah. <laughs> You're laughing because you know what's coming. Yeah. Why people yeah. flip out over it. What what What's the big deal here? Yeah. And then I went downstairs, and I pressed play, and the ballet scene started. Yep. Yep. And... 
my mouth was open. I was just in awe. Yeah. Just like, oh my gosh. This, oh, to me, it was a perfect encapsulation of everything I love about cinema, mm-hmm. which is just, it's this raw kind of storytelling through color and light and movement. Mm-hmm. Uh, the place they put the camera, the yeah. the characters involved, that, that comes to life in a way that no other medium quite does. Yeah. It was like a painting, but it was unreally like a painting yeah, yeah people called them moving pictures at the beginning and to me that scene we'll get more into yeah, it but yeah. to me that scene opened up why that's called why we call them moving pictures and so that's the context i watched the red shoes in and my goodness i i was i was floored by it and afterwards mm-hmm. to me the movie took on a, li- a new life and i totally understood where all the praise was coming from yeah yeah even after that one ballet scene nothing quite tops that ballet no, scene no not at all but the film continues to be interesting in a, yeah. in a way afterwards and i i just enjoyed it so much um it's, it, it like it starts off and you're like okay this is a movie it's kind of with ballet and right? then that happens the big scene of the dance and everything and you're like whoa and then it just kind of picks up a little bit more from there, and you're like, okay, I, I understand this movie now. Yeah, it, no. it, it's it it becomes transcendent. It become, <laughs> right, that's a, that's overused. It yeah. becomes it becomes a it becomes a real movie. It becomes yeah. cinema, I guess, yeah. with a capital C, as opposed to sort of a movie. You yeah, know what I mean? Just, oh, that's that ballet movie. Yeah, no, it, it actually is amazing. <laughs> and, and and the hook is really there. Um, yeah, it's just too bad. It didn't, get too much of a hook in the beginning like i yeah. just that's the one place where this movie lacks slightly it's just okay yeah i kind of am interested maybe and then well yeah we can yeah. we can actually dive right into it the 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 beginning scenes they didn't really hook me the first time i watched you know yeah. we have we have uh very in uh, kind of an interesting idea which is the professor stealing uh this one guy's work yeah and that's and that's interesting enough but um I don't know. It wasn't my. It wasn't exactly my uh, my my cup of tea at the beginning. You, yeah. you had this obsessive, uh, obsessive music guy. Yeah, Julian, and, and he's and he's uh, yeah. Ju- well, Julian and well, Boris. I was what uh, Lermontov, Mr. Oh, yeah, Lermontov, yeah. who who he's so he's so obsessed with. Like, no, I must make music. I yeah. must you know compose something i am a, a, a genius of of of, of the stage you or whatever know, like what that type of guy is like you know exactly yeah and i love that you are introduced to him without seeing him mm-hmm. um but then you get to see him he looks like walt disney he's got he the, does he's got the mustache yeah i wonder if there was something to that but you know, know this was a little pre i mean this is this is this film came out in uh 1948 1948 so obviously there was there there Walt Disney the Disney company existed and had it had its fans and everything but maybe it wasn't the super conglomerate we think of yeah, it, yeah. of it being today I don't think so yeah so I don't know maybe this maybe it was intentional or maybe it was just shorthand that they could get for some obsessive uh, artist mm-hmm. and then of course we're introduced to Victoria yeah, Vicky yay and like the first time you see her you're like She's striking, you know. They did that on purpose, obviously. It's the hair. It's, it's definitely the hair. Because they're trying to sell red mm-hmm. throughout the whole movie. Um, and it's really interesting because, side note, Moira Shearer, like, that's very close to Norma Shearer, which was a famous 30s actress. She was in The Women. Um, and that always confused me as a kid because I was like, wait, which is which? Mm-hmm. Um, but she, 
she was, um, I think she was in the Royal Ballet, if I'm correct. Uh, oh, so she was a real yeah, ballet. Yeah, she was, it was called Sadler's Wells Ballet, but now, obviously now it's the Royal Ballet. Um, and she wasn't really that popular, she wasn't like really that great back then, um, but after she made this movie, she became like the top, obviously, ballerina there. Because you because the popularity because, of the because, film. Because, yeah. That's awesome. So we're introduced to Vicky, mm-hmm. and she seems almost as obsessed as Boris. Yeah. As Lemontov, or, or as about, or close to as obsessed. Close to as obsessed as he is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like at this point, though, she's a little bit more just like, I just love dancing. And just any form of dancing, I just want to be with your company, you know. Yeah, but she's, she has that line that I quoted at the beginning. Well, yeah, but I, I would say that's relatively normal mm-hmm. for, like, for ballet dancers. Because, like, the ones that really love it, like, you can tell, like, that's, they live it, you know? Um, like, you could just tell how they dance. They're, they just are loving it, and that's just how they are. Um, so I would say it's not necessarily this, at this stage, where she's as obsessed as he is. Mm-hmm. But she's getting there. She's she, on the road. Yeah, you're right. She does kind of descend into that. I think that uh, it's really cool that they, they have the the two characters. They have her and they have Julian. And yeah. they, side by side, are, are both struggling with this idea. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that they're both brought in by Lermontov as sort of, oh, these are my protégés. But they yeah. both get right away, like, undercut. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they start... They start uh, with the company, and mm-hmm. they have to deal with um, that. Everyone's uh, like, "Ugh, Lermontov sent us yeah, more people. Yeah. Ugh, this is disgusting." You know. Yeah. Um, I love the cinematography here. I, right away, though, this mm-hmm. is, even even when I was like, "Ah, it's okay, whatever." Yeah. Right? I the cinematography caught my eye because they they choose a lot of of moments to they they always know when to go in for a while, go for a wide shower push in mm-hmm. um one of the things i did notice was the um the many many wide shots being used during the scenes where they're feel both both mm-hmm. julian and, and vicky are feeling like they're not being respected as individuals yeah. where they're both feeling like oh wait this isn't the opportunity i maybe thought it was yeah. and they have to make something of themselves and this uh becomes a really big deal because then when julian uh mm-hmm. gets starts uh, trying to overwrite the overture. Yeah, yeah. Then they start going in close as his hair goes insane yeah, and he's, he's all, like, all conducting it. For, for listeners at home, I am waving my arms like a madman. <laughs> yes. But that's it. But he, they start pushing in on him and you start to see him as an individual. Mm-hmm. And I really, I, I thought that was fabulous. Yeah, that is that is one of their strong points in the movie. Um, so, uh, the costume designer and actually the art director on his costume corner is uh hein peckroth Mm. very very german dude uh he is a he was (laughs) a german surrealist painter uh production designer for the german ballet and theater that explains a ton yeah um so in i don't know if you know this very Mm -hmm. much about uh German expressionist film, but like yeah. Cabinet Doctor Caligari, I know you've oh, seen that yeah. one. <laughs> other other uh, films of that ilk, uh, Nosferatu. That I've heard of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, those are very expressionist films. Yeah. I mean, they're they're called expressionist for a reason. <laughs> yeah. They they instead of, they choose style over realism to mm-hmm. give a sort of uh, 
over-the-top look at, at films. Tim Burton is heavily inspired by them. Mm-hmm. They like to use a lot of makeup, dark eyeliner. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You see that with a shoemaker. He's very much that sort of yeah, a German expressionist yeah. film, uh, uh, kind of guy Guy who, uh, <laughs> yeah. in ex- German expressionism, you would see him, I gotta stop saying those words. <laughs> in this kind of a movie, yeah. he would be... Uh, sort of impish character and it, mm-hmm. he's marked by his very pale face and yeah. his dark eyes the, the way he moves it's not just uh trying to create a real character mm-hmm. um it's 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 a character it's yeah. it's fiction it's over the top and it's like fairy tale like like the newspaper man that you know that that scene where uh in the that whole 15 minute long uh-huh. dance scene uh, where she's dancing along, and then the, the newspapers right, come, and they, they twirl around, and then it turns into a newspaper man. Of course. So like, it makes Whoa. sense that this guy was a German surrealist painter, because yeah. that's very... Those things borrow from each other a lot, yeah. and you really feel it. This is one of those movies that... Uh, feels beyond the bounds of our podcast. I mean, this <laughs> yeah. is our second episode, but we you know, we seem like the kind of people who could talk about like Clueless yeah, or, yeah. or whatever. Like, yeah, sure, we could talk yeah. about Clueless. This film It's very interesting. It's it, it's it's not the ordinary film. It's artistically uh profound. Yeah. It it talks a lot about this sort of I'm not going to We we got to we got to we got to get through the yeah, synopsis. I know, I know. But but it gets really at the heart of something in in such a strong way. Every there's so many filmmakers who have made films about obsession. Mm-hmm. Scorsese is famous for it. And we both love The Aviator, which is definitely a Show film. Show me all about... the blueprints. This was one of his like favorite films. Really? Yes. Exactly. So yes, he, he like owns like a lot of stuff like from the film. You know. That totally makes sense. Yeah. If he has a copy of those shoes, I I was thinking. He I does. Want those he does. Shoes. He has a uh, uh, signed by the Moira Shearer, the actress. That's awesome. So, yeah. So that, well, I guess you're not going to wear them. <laughs> I guess you don't, I, I guess it's kind of like the Annabelle doll, though, where you're yeah. like, I don't really want to touch it. Yeah, I don't want that. So if I wear them, maybe I'll never stop dancing. So yeah. I totally understand that. Um, but but it's it, it it's, takes the idea of obsession and it makes it a, a very understandable thing. Mm-hmm. You you could you see the arc of her coming going from being this dove yeah. this doe i mean <laughs> yeah. who, who's a deer mm-hmm. a female deer <laughs> um who who who's very innocent and who mm-hmm. just wants to dance and she goes from wanting to dance to, like, to needing to dance and like she cannot she may say dancing. that she needs to dance at the beginning mm-hmm. but she she it, really does at like the the climax of the it, film yeah it kills her yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, spoilers. Spoiler alert. <laughs> we should repeat. This is a spoiler alert. We should just have a maybe something at the beginning. <laughs> it's gonna be every movie. <laughs> yeah. Every movie. If you're listening to this, we're just gonna be. We're gonna spoil. Out all it, it, the look, spoilers. look at the list of movies we've covered so far. We spoiled all of them. Yeah. So watch them before. So anyway, Bruce Willis is dead. No I'm kidding. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> wow. I didn't say the movie. It's okay. Um, yeah, we don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so uh, then, uh, you see, they slowly are able to prove themselves a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that it's interesting that Vicky does it through not through anything that she's doing with the company. She does it through another ballet she's doing. Mm-hmm. I gotta say, her dancing in that one ballet is. Mm-hmm. 
maybe I won't say it's the best, but it was the most impressive mm-hmm. where she's slowly moving backwards as she yeah. does that oh, really yeah. weird move. Is it, the, that was the uh, Swan Lake one, I think. Yeah, I think yeah. so. And and yeah. and obviously we're going to cover Swan Lake in a second. <laughs> but it's it, to me that felt so Yeah, um, that was probably one of her strongest Scenes. it's flashy yeah, yeah. it's it's you very can see your skills and and it should because mm-hmm. L- lermontov then casts her based off of that in red shoes mm-hmm. yeah i mean it's and i really like how it's like accurate stage makeup too it's not like oh we're just gonna make it look pretty because it's the yeah. 40s and we want red lipstick or whatever you know mm-hmm. like they actually do a really accurate job yeah they also do an accurate job in black swan but it's that production designer you're yeah. talking about yeah um and the uh, and, and costuming, mm-hmm. the uh, the film really kicks into high gear, of course, when when they get to the dance. Mm-hmm. But I think that it's cool that you get sort of these previews, this sort yeah. of okay, this what's is... what's this going to be? Yeah. You know, you get yeah. sort of you just kind of build to that. Mm-hmm. I would love to see this in a theater. Mm-hmm. I never that got to see really it in a theater, but I feel like if I was introducing someone to it, this mm-hmm. would be the way to introduce them. You get these sort of small bits, and then. Yeah. blows up into yeah. in, into insanity um mm-hmm. and part of that also comes from the color the the film's coloring uh, i saw a letterboxd review that was saying it's a crime films don't yeah. look like this anymore yeah and some films still do there are some films that still you use but it's use much more slower paced more like it's just it's not like super flashing in your face type yeah of film. yeah it's a slow build up and you know? and the color and the colors start getting more and yeah. more uh the they in, uh, man, I gotta stop stumbling over my words. I oh, I have a podcast now. The film introduces more and more colorful elements with stronger and stronger saturation. Yeah, that really builds to the point where she's first given the gig when she mm-hmm. when you see the other ball, ballerina is mm-hmm. dismissed because she she's she, getting married. She's getting married. That's a, that's a little that that's there. so sad, right? Yeah. Um. Similarly to the Black Swan. There is similar to the Black Swan. Um, but she uh but but she gets casted in the red shoes and mm-hmm. when she does that, she's wearing this beautiful blue dress. Yeah. You're gonna I'm sure you have your own notes on it, but it's <laughs> it's stunning and she's in they they have this environment she's in. They they show her drive there. Yeah. And the first time I saw the film I was a little like, okay, come on, when's this going to pick up or whatever? We know. She drove to the place. But I think yeah. it was to introduce the idea of ecstasy, of, mm-hmm. of, of she's excited. Yeah. She's ecstatic. Mm-hmm. And it's it, it all comes from the coloring. It all comes from this sort of bright, bright blue skies and blue waves. Mm-hmm. And it's... It, it, and yeah. that's when she starts... We really start introducing the bits of color until... Yeah, I mean, it starts, like, I think with her hair. Of course, yeah. And then, yeah, it slowly gets more and it's more. A, it's and like a little is, flame that, yeah. you know. <laughs> uh, no, but, like, her hair, it also, like, matches the shoes pretty well, too. And, like, that's another thing, you know. Um, and, like, in the ballet scene, she's the brightest thing, like, there. You know, like, the, the background's all, like, greenish, mm-hmm. grayish brown, kind of black. Sort of, there's some blues in there. Yeah. Or, yeah. And, but, but you know, like she's pale. Yeah. yeah, she's yeah. She's very pale too. <laughs> so that when she gets to do her little solo that mm-hmm. looks so impressive, she really stands out. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. totally right. Um, it it gives her a sense of. I mean, you follow her. Yeah, you follow her totally. Um, 
Also, um, <clears throat> Gene Kelly, like, really loved this movie. Okay. And he, this was kind of the inspiration for An American in Paris. Mm. So, like, you know, that whole scene at the end of An American in Paris. Of course. It kind of makes sense. It's a little more flashy and more, like, glitzy and glamour. Yeah, see, I'm not a big fan of American in Paris. Ooh, I like okay. Gene Kelly. I, yeah. I, I love a lot of his movies. Mm-hmm. American in Paris is probably my least favorite of the ones I've seen. Mm-hmm. And it's just because it feels produced. It feels mm-hmm. overproduced. It feels like, okay, well, get it. It's surrealist. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This play is surreal but only the movie is only surreal within the bounds of this play Mm -hmm. in a way that feels uh earned because they they're they introduce it with the oh i mean we're gonna get into the ballet scene Mm -hmm. now i guess they introduce it with the the curtains parting and they end as she exits the stage well you know she exits the stage then she comes back on stage but Still, they they end with the the curtains falling on the shoes, right? Mm-hmm. It feels contained to this. This is a realist idea. It feels contained. Mm-hmm. Whereas, I feel like Gene Kelly uh, in American Paris, it's just sort of a scene for having a really fancy scene. Well, I it, think the the thing is with with the Gene Kelly one, it, it's not necessarily this type of art. It's in its own separate category. Yeah, it's a okay, musical. yeah, that's true. Um, but I think it's it's also it's you could see how it's related with with the the colors and um, this whole long thing and like at the end it's a happy ending but mm-hmm. but you know he's like oh the girl's gone I'll never see her again and then she comes back and you're like hey like you know but um, it's, I don't don't see a reason for the surrealism that's what I mean is I guess that it's when just I Gene Kelly it, just wants yeah, to be artsy it just I want to be quote unquote artistic or I want it to look pretty or I want to wow my audience. Mm-hmm. Whereas the Red Shoes uses the art, uh, quote-unquote, artisticness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They use the colors. They use the the direction, the cinematography. All of it is building on, you need to, not only are you getting a small bit of what her character is about to go through mm-hmm. when it comes to the Red Shoes kind of take over her yeah. life. She wants to dance forever, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. But also, it shows off how great of a dancer she is. She bursts to life and it's because of the cinematography. I don't know how good dancers are. I saw what she did and it was flashy, okay? Mm -hmm. But I don't know how good of a dancer she could be. Mm -hmm. And, and, Gene Kelly, when he, when he does that dance at the end of America in Paris, it's, okay yeah happy ending woo yay but and you know it's been a musical it's a musical so of course we're gonna have something like this but it doesn't feel like there's a there's a reason that it has to be as surreal as it as it is Mm. it reminds me of um singing in the rain yeah singing in the rain has that weird part where they do uh gotta dance (laughs) in the middle of uh, of the film yeah and that similarly doesn't feel like it's saying anything it seems like it's just produced well, so that we yeah. can watch it that's, and, that's, and that's, have fun. That's really part of the time. They yeah. that time period was big, big on musicals, like crazy. Of course, it was just looking for places to put a song and dance number in. Exactly. Well, just like you know, now we have action movies mm-hmm. and we have interconnected uh, uh, superhero films, and yeah. they're just looking for places to put in connections and. I'm, I, I mean, I eat that stuff up with a spoon, mm-hmm. but I'm not. But that's not necessarily artistically strong unless you have something to say with that. That's why I like some of the team up movies a little bit more than the individual mm-hmm. movies when they do uh, some of the interconnectedness because mm-hmm. the team up movies always have something to say about 
the film or, mm-hmm. or, or, or they have some theme. Yeah. Uh, I know you're not a, you're not really big into these, but I, I, yeah. I have to I have to say it. Um, something like Avengers Infinity War or Avengers Endgame. These are like the big, they're the big glitzy. This would be your, uh, a version of having a Hollywood musical back in the day, right? Yeah, basically. It's, it's, it's this big thing and we have all these stars and there's going to be so many characters in it. Yeah. But what makes those movies so great is that they are an argument for, the, the theme of the movie mm-hmm. is an argument for why we need to have so many characters. The movies are kind of, those two movies are about there are, the, the villain literally says there are too many people. We need to kill half of them off. That's yeah. his. That's his motivation. And you're like nice. Though. And so the it's kind of like, you know, we have these too many cinematic universes gotten out of control. Yeah. We need to kill them off and reset. Mm-hmm. And the movies are about why we care about each of these individual characters and saying no, we need to have this many characters because if you lose any one of them individually, mm-hmm. you will you'll you'll feel it. You'll yeah. miss them. You'll miss that part. And that's a good way to use that sort of bombastic, audience-pleasing kind of stuff that are used in Hollywood musicals. Mm-hmm. Similarly, this film is about that obsession, and, yeah. they, u- and, and they use the surrealist imagery for yeah. that benefit, not just because it looks nice. Anyway, that, that's my... <laughs> that's, that's his little... Uh... That's a that's that. a bit of a rant, but it, I think it I think it you know hopefully our audience will like it. Yeah. Uh, especially on our red shoes episodes, it's not like uh, too many too many too much. Hopefully, a lot of our audiences watch the red shoes. If you haven't watched the red shoes, uh, go, go watch out it right now. Right now. This right second, now. Pause don't it. don't no. If you're in a car, just pull, pull over. over. Pull over. Watch <laughs> it. <laughs> exactly. Um. So now we can talk a little bit about maybe Vicky's uh, and Julian's relationship. We well, what about the scene, the dance scene? We just did. I did the dance scene. What about you in the dance scene? Um. Well, okay. So there's there's I have problems with ballet on screen. Mm-hmm. It's never quite as good as live ballet, or even if you're just you're you know you're watching like a ballet class or something um i don't know it always feels like whoever they pick and i'm not gonna bash her too much but they don't always have the best technique um slash they never get up on their toes like on point enough um they're always like kind of half there you know Mm. she did a pretty good job like i'll say for for a movie about ballet showing ballet off a lot she she did good um there's other movies like, well, say American in Paris, in American Paris. Leslie Caron wasn't that good of a dancer. I'm just going to say that. She didn't wow. have very straight legs. She didn't have, she wasn't on point enough. We're really bashing American in Paris. <laughs> uh, her arms were okay, but like, it's just, this is the problem. Even like with Black, Black, Black Swan, I'll get into that slightly. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Natalie Portman is no dancer. I'm just going to say it. She's wow. not. She really, she's not. And, wow. And, Bold. Well, she's not. I've I've seen good dancers, and she's not she's one of not. them. And gotcha. obviously, it shows because she's she's not a professional ballet dancer. She did she did okay for not knowing how to do real ballet. Um, but but yeah, you can notice it a lot in their arms if they're actually been trained correctly or not, or if they're just had a crash course in it. And you're fine enough to put you up there. Um, if their arms are too straight out, 
and they're not like moving enough, you know. Mm-hmm. They have to be very fluent in their motions. Um, fluent, fluid, <laughs> fluid. That's what I meant. Uh, and if it, it yeah, basically, if, if they're a little too stiff looking, so I, I can't speak for everyone who doesn't know ballet. Like Anthony, like he, he's gonna take it as yeah, they're great, you mm-hmm. know. And obviously, somebody that knows ballet Wait, is gonna no, be I, like, I like, dude, this. no. <laughs> yeah. But um, but yeah, she, she so basically with. The red shoes. Moira Shear did a did a really good job portraying ballet on screen. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad. Okay, were any of the other uh, dancers standouts? Uh, especially, I was thinking yeah. of the shoemaker. Was he any good? Um, you can tell he was professionally trained. Mm. Um, I think he was like a big, big ballet star in Australia. I think I think he was from Australia. Um, if I'm oh, correct. Wow. Uh, so, so yeah, he, he does know what he's doing. You can tell. Uh, I didn't really notice any of the other background dancers too much. They kind of blended in. Mm-hmm. So that was, that was good because it wasn't like, oh, look, they're better than she is or something, you know? Right. Um, <laughs> Black Swan, I'm coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting there. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, overall, I think the ballet was done pretty well. I, I agree with you. Sometimes when you see other arts brought into film, they yeah. really don't translate well. Mm-hmm. What I love so much about this ballet sequence mm-hmm. is that they do the they start with the opening of the curtain, mm-hmm. and then from then on they stop. Or at for and they show they introduce you to the shoemaker, mm-hmm. and then right afterwards they stop showing you things just from the audience's perspective. Mm-hmm. There is no way the audience could see those tiny no. shoes no. be put on the ground. And they start the sur- surrealism of the film with the shoes putting she, themselves yes, on her. she just jumps into the shoes. She jumps into them, and they go, come on. And it introduces you, and it says, there's something is, magical here. Yeah. There's, this is going to go beyond. Mm-hmm. We need to get, stra- strap Stri- in, ladies and gentlemen, because we're <laughs> yeah. about to get crazy. Mm-hmm. And I adore it, because mm-hmm. it feels like such a, it, it feels like, uh, again, no, okay, here, La La Land. Okay. La La Land is no is a pretty good musical. I like it. I you know, it has its mm-hmm. fans, it has its yeah. detractors. But one of the things that I don't think it does super well mm-hmm. is blending the quote unquote realist elements mm-hmm. with the surrealist elements. Yeah. They have the scene where uh, they have the scene at the end of course oh, yeah. where they they see each other and Learn he starts playing music and yeah. you see this montage of them dancing and yeah. it, they go through sets and and mm-hmm. to me there's no moment that locks in this is going to be surrealist yeah, or this is going to be a dream it's not this really is, that right it's not and it's not really that it's even more annoying because they have a moment where they both sit down and they projector starts showing them memories yeah. and those memories aren't them dancing together like mm-hmm. as if she's uh, uh they don't they don't continue a dance as if she's you know becoming a mother mm-hmm. and uh and uh they're they're getting a house together yeah they don't dance through those scenes or or mm-hmm. whatever and it's because they're not dancers yeah but they just show it realistically as if someone's holding a camera and yeah, sing, and, and dancing up and 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 they're they're acting in front of it and other than the fact that we, it's very weird that they have some random person taking yeah. these video, very intimate videos of them. Yeah. Um. There's no sur- the surrealism that f- that's around them. Yeah. Doesn't work. Yeah, it's it's not at all the same. <laughs> and, 
and I applaud there, this film yeah. for for introducing me to it. For first saying, okay, we're gonna put put on a play. Then then we're gonna shoot it like it's still a film. Yeah, we're gonna translate the elements of a film like a spotlight. Maybe a spotlight becomes a close up. You yeah. know, instead yeah. of having just like a spotlight on the shoes, we're gonna literally show you the shoes mm-hmm. real close. Um, and they translate those elements in a way, but also they transition into this in, in, into into the sequence yeah. in a way that feels earned. And, and I. Yeah. I, I think that a lot of films are missing that, that element, sometimes they yeah. just trigger the surrealist element. Um, I'm not gonna. Uh, there are other films like this. A lot of yeah. films by uh, the company A24. I know you're not okay. you're not maybe familiar, mm-hmm. but they do a lot of good independent films, and these films yeah. tend to have some sort of artistic bit <laughs> where it's like, oh, get it? It's it's actually about depression. <laughs> There's a film called A Ghost Story, and it's okay. about a ghost. And nice. but the ghost is a man in a sheet. Oh, it's oh. it's an okay movie. That it's not terrible. Wrong. It's I mean, it might maybe is terrible. It's it whatever. Terrible. It's interesting, but one of the things I despise about it is that it does not do well with its. It tries to be realistic in certain points. They have dialogue that feels like work. We're trying to be quote unquote grounded. Yeah. And then, but they have a guy in a sheet, <laughs> you know, it doesn't yeah. translate well. That's, do yeah. some, do one or the other or transition or find a balance that works, yeah. but don't just ignore it. Don't just put these things next to each other and be like, ah, it's fine. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work that way. That's true. I mean, and the other, the other thing, if you notice, like with the whole sequence, it first goes from oh happy go lucky mm-hmm. and there's just so, there's so many moods yeah and then it kind of goes into wait a second what's happening oh I'm dancing I'm dancing wait I'm all by myself and it's kind of turns almost horror it does you turn know? horror there it dips into that a little bit and it does some stuff where they they do the crashing uh, like thunder yeah. and they turn yeah. into first it turns into Lermontov then it yeah, turns yeah, into it Julian and uh-huh. and you're like and you're oh my god like oh okay this is what this is exactly it's it's, it's art imitating life life imitating art type exactly of thing, you know? and suddenly again it makes the rest of the movie better because you remember you're sense. like oh my gosh that's what this movie's about yeah. i understand mm-hmm. i care <laughs> oh yeah it's yeah. so good i i oh my gosh and there's the uh, i want to highlight a couple of my favorite shots i love when she's on the one island in the middle of a like a sea it's sort of a oh, map yeah. painting oh yeah it's sort of like this island in the middle of like a uh whatever maybe a sand dune yeah, or something yeah she's supposed to be like she's by herself and it's Lonely, it's isolating kind of. it's freaky it's mm-hmm. it's sad um i love the transition when mary uh sorry uh julian mm-hmm. steps up mm-hmm. and then he walks into the light and it's the it's it's, the it's her man again yeah and you're like oh my gosh i like i've i rewound it i mm-hmm. tried to see what the trick was there yeah i can't figure i wonder if there was there was some something. guy in the editing room cutting up pieces of film because that is just gorgeous it's yeah. just stunning mm-hmm. um, and yeah it i think it's really cool like the the shoemakers actually learn and talk you know yeah it, it, you're like oh yeah duh. Well, yeah of course he is he's yep. the one that's making her dance you know yep, he's giving her the shoes yeah. it's yeah. It, because maybe she wouldn't have be, maybe she would have just been happy to dance and mm-hmm. then rest if he hadn't given her the shoes yeah. but now that she has that it's sort of a film about and we can transition yeah. out of the out of the the, the, the dance sequence, the dance sequence. Yeah. um but it's a film about 
uh, not just obsession, but success. Mm-hmm. Once she has the success, once she's, she literally has the red shoes, she, she wants to just keep on going. Yeah, she mm-hmm. just wants she's... to have more. Because at first she was just this nobody, and she mm-hmm. wanted to dance, but she now, but now the goal doesn't just become I want to dance because she could yeah. dance with anyone. Now. Yeah, she wants to dance this all the time. Yes, she wants yeah. to dance the best. Yes. she wants to be the most, the most ballerina, the <laughs> best ballerina. And it's just I always thought like poor Julian at the end, like in in the whole thing, like mm-hmm. they finally kind of like she's like okay, I'm gonna break away from this now because I want to be with you, and and okay, they're happy a little bit, whatever, and then Lermontoff's like, no, I need her back, and he, mm. like, persuades her. He goes on the train, he's like, oh, I thought you'd come back or something. And I love that he doesn't care about Julian. No, he could care less. Doesn't, Honestly, he could care less. no. And I him. think that this is it. He gives her, it's like the red shoes are this poison of success. Mm-hmm. He gives Julian the red shoes, mm-hmm. but only to shut him up, only yeah. to stop him from from saying anything about about. Mm-hmm his play about uh or copying his yeah. orchestra or, or his music yeah, his I music i meant his music um <laughs> yeah. his overture that was the word i was looking for mm-hmm. to, he gives him this little bit of success to shut him up mm-hmm. he doesn't give it to him because he thinks that he's great mm-hmm. although he does see that he's, you he's know he's very genius yeah he's music, great but i mean but he but he can't tempt him with with it's more success further. with yeah. more right Julian says, "I quit. I, yeah, if you're I'm not going to give me, I I care more about my love or whatever." But and she doesn't. Right, but Lermontov <laughs> he knows that Vicky not could be could be changed, and so mm. he corrupts her. He brings it the to corruption. the side. Um, do you Luke. have other scenes in the in this area that you want to highlight? Um, there's this one scene. Um, the uh when Julian and Vicky are in like a carriage of some sort. Oh, and he yeah. says something like. For the rest of my life, uh, I want everyone to know how happy I was with yeah. Vicky or something. If anyone ever asks, he yeah, says, yeah. like, if a little girl comes up to me and asks me what the happiest moment of my life was, mm-hmm. he says this, yeah. Yeah, and you're like, mm-hmm, I, guy. Honestly, that, uh, to me, that's the most romantic scene. Yeah, and, it and is. It's, and and I, I think, man, I want a carriage. <laughs> if only I could have a carriage. We want a carriage, guys. Oh, men, why don't you have more carriages? We need some carriages up here. Mm-hmm. And now we have the ones in like in like uh, downtown Chicago. Yeah, and they're not the same. In case you couldn't tell from my accents, we're from Chicago. Chicago. Um, the wow. Bears. <laughs> a thousand points to me. <laughs> I said the thing. <laughs> you said it. You said it. I said the thing. Um. Uh. But yeah, but the, that's where you're like, okay, actually, no, this is a romance movie. Like, mm-hmm. you kind of forget about that slightly. It's kind of more in the background because yeah. it's the ballet. And then there's, oh, wait, yeah, her and Julian are, like, together. Again, it's an interesting parallel to, like, La La Land because La La Land yeah. has the, it, it, La La Land has them finally choose, okay, we choose success mm-hmm. and we can both have success, mm-hmm. but we Not can't have each other. other. And this film proposes, no, the pull between the two could kill you. Yeah. It'd be horrible. Mm-hmm. La La Land was the, the film that made me not want to make films anymore because I didn't want to have to make that choice. <laughs> and The Red Shoes, at watching it, I, did, I watched it at, and during my first semester deciding I wanted to become a film critic. Mm-hmm. And to me, it, it spoke to me in that way of saying, yeah, that was a good idea because otherwise it will tear you apart. Yeah. And I, and I totally understand that. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, And so then we get towards the end of the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, we Sad. have... Yeah. Trigger warning. <laughs> uh, I love the letter. So 
Lermontov's gets a letter. They oh, both oh, yeah. they both left the company. Yes. Lermontov and gets he's a like, letter. No, and he breaks that mirror, and you're like, whoa, chill. They zoom in on the letter, mm-hmm. and and then they show the scene of her mm-hmm. waking up in the middle of the night, mm-hmm. thinking about her shoes. And, and he goes to play Julian's music, playing, and she's all like, oh. And you know what interests me about that? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna keep talking about it. The surrealism. Okay. Oh no. <laughs> the the ceilings in that place are so high. Yeah. The lighting is so. Uh, the lighting on her is contrasts so mm-hmm, weirdly with, with well no the lighting on her contrasts with the, the darkness around yeah. her it doesn't feel like she should be lit that well yeah but but she is and it's it's beautiful it's not realistic yeah. and she goes out into this like the room isn't a room like the room she's in is kind of a room but it looks like a set with yeah. the two beds and the the lighting it, it she grabs <laughs> she grabs the shoes she thinks about it she puts mm-hmm. them away then she walks out and when she walks out. Again, she doesn't walk into a room. She walks into a void. Yeah. Where there's nothing but him playing the piano. And you're kind you know of what like, I mean? Yeah, and you're kind of like, is she going to stay with him? Mm-hmm. Or, or is this is never going to be yeah. meant to be? Because he's he's all in, consumed with his music. And and they both try to pursue their music again. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't work. Because mm-hmm. he wants to stay with her. And she wants to stay with a specific ballet company. Yeah. I'm like, dude, you don't need to be with a specific one. But but she would never be the best. And I totally get, uh, you know, Anya, as an artist, <laughs> no, I hate, I hate that. But, like, yeah. it's true. Like, as an artist, you feel that pull of, like, but I could be the best. Yeah. Imagine that obsession with, I could have the most success. Yeah. Imagine Steven Spielberg being, like, wait a second. I You know, I made Jaws. That was yeah. really good. I need the best tools to make me the best filmmaker ever, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But then... Obviously the, tragedy. Well, yeah. <laughs> and then when when it comes to uh, some of the, our greatest artists, mm-hmm. they've had really terrible luck with love or, yeah, or not even luck. They've had they've trampled over their own luck with love. Um, and it's because they love the thing more yeah. than they do the, whoever they're with. It's a lot of times with, like, singers I've seen. Like, yeah. it, it's more of a singer's thing than anything else, I think. Mm-hmm. They always have the worst lives. You're like, how? Why are you having a problem here? And it's like, their arts, too. That's why this film feels so profound to me is because mm-hmm. it really speaks to that idea that I feel is universal in singers and and, and other artists. Um, and then of course, the ending. The ending is sad, and you're like, she puts no. on the shoes. So so yeah, it, but this really dramatic, like you know. Cause, Cause, when Julian comes back and he's like, "Wait, I thought you weren't gonna be here," or whatever the thing mm. was, and she's like, "I can't help it." Uh huh. And and it's really creepy. It's a little like, soap opera. Yeah, but I but love like, it. But I... like Lermontov is so creepy here. He's all like, "No, dear Vicky, oh, mm-hmm. it'll be okay." It's all no, fun. they're waiting. You're public, and I yeah. love. I noticed this so much. He didn't bait her with like the the sets, the yeah. dances, yeah. waiting. You don't understand. The art is waiting. It's no, it's the, the success. It's the yeah. public. It's yeah. the applause. They're yeah. waiting for you. And that was this. It, that unlocked to me that extra layer of. It's not just the red shoes are obsession or 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 art or whatever. It's yeah. success corrupts you like that. Mm-hmm. And she 
And so she tries to... She tries to do it, and she's all distraught. And, and then it, they do that beautiful close-up of the, the shoes yep, as she's on her walking, walking towards the stage. She's left him. And then they start, and going, then they backwards. start going backwards. And you're like, no, shoes, come back! And, she, and I love that they set up that balcony before yep. with the train going yep. under. And so she jumps off the balcony. And you're like... But the thing is, it's not like she tried. She meant to do it. She was in this frenzied state mm-hmm. and... and she knew like the shoes were making her do things and she didn't really want to do it but she kind of did yeah and she was torn it, I, I didn't really look at it as a, like a suicide as much you know yeah it, it seemed weird it wasn't really that it well because of that close-up of the shoes you're like you're like it's the shoes it's then. the shoes it, it really did but it's sort of it's sort of this is it okay first it's there's a couple of ways to look at this one it was literally magically the shoes yeah which is interesting mm-hmm. but then you could also look at it as Something in her head snapped. Her yeah. mental health Yeah, she was, snapped. she was just done. And the shoes are sort of that representation of... Her mind. Of her mind of. being against herself. Yeah. Of, of being so distraught that she can't have both her love and, and her... Yeah. Uh, her loves of art and, and of Julian. Yeah. And she throws herself off, and then she asks for the shoes to be taken and off. And like, no, Julian. <laughs> and she's, they take off her shoes. Uh, she, her, 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 her... her her I'm dying makeup is terrible. If you got hit by a train or if you jumped off a cliff, either yeah, way, that's a little... I feel like um, you know, she should have been a lot more gory. Yeah, it should have been... If there should be more. I mean, okay, I get it, maybe the face, but but her, her leg should have definitely been more Yeah, and I, I felt like this was the most lazy part, cinematography-wise. It felt like, to me, I would have loved a really nice close-up of her, mm-hmm. like, saying, take the shoes off, and then you could only see her face, and then you could only see her... The like shoes. feet as they yeah. take the shoes off, right? I would have appreciated that. Yeah, they put on the play, mm-hmm. but without her. I know that's just that's so sad. What like, what? And how did they do it? And to make it, you still could tell. Like, yeah, I I want to know what 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 do you think was meant by that? What do you think the 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 feeling or the point was? Or do you think mm-hmm. it was just too literal? It was just like, well, of course they put on the play without her. No, I I think it was supposed to be more deep. Um, mm-hmm. It's either Lermontov is, I think I think he wasn't actually saddened by her death as much as his performance is ruined. And yeah. she can't perform for him anymore. Right. You know, because you could see he was upset, but um, I don't know. I it was like, well, the art still goes on. If, if yeah. Without you, you don't stop the you don't the, stop the art the what? art from going on. Yeah, I totally. Yeah. I, okay. Something like that. Uh. Hmm. Because, yeah, it wasn't meaningless. Like, this whole thing was meaning something. You know? Right. There, there was something to it. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not exactly sure. And maybe that's the point. It's not supposed to be something obvious. You're supposed to think about it, maybe, mm-hmm. a little bit more. I totally get that. I feel like the film was, um, it was building to this moment. And so it feels a little weird that they were like, okay, and then they played it, and they, they did the play. I, I... I totally see that, like, the art goes on, mm-hmm. or the, pub- the public keeps going. Like, just because you stop you were, doesn't mean anything. It's you still are a going. speed bump in, in the road of art. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not, not to be morbid about it. <laughs> She's literally a speed bump right now. Um, <laughs> but she, but, but it's also, you know, something's missing there. And it's, it's, 
it's almost like they were robbed of a great artist. Yeah. And I think that that's maybe the point is mm-hmm. her love, her obs- her obsession with love mm-hmm. robbed her of her obsession with with this. Yeah. And I I, I totally. It, to me, that's what the ending means. It's that there's something missing, and it's mm-hmm. she, if she if she was still yes, there, art goes on. But if she was go there, went on, she could have been the greatest ballerina ever. Yeah, and and it, it emulates the best scene in the movie, right? Yeah, it just it's a poor shadow of what could mm-hmm. have been. That's I, true, and I love that. Um, also, the last scene where he's like, "When I where's here's the shoes." Yes, you're like, "No, the oh, shoes they're evil." <laughs> yes, you bad shoes. Um, I love that this film also opens and and uh, in that very Hollywood way with uh, and and ends with the the, the book and the Hans mm-hmm. Christian Andersen and the yeah. the the flame has like, died down to a flicker mm-hmm. over the candle that's all melted and it's yep. gorgeous. Hans Christian Andersen, yeah, it's fabulous. Mm-hmm. Well, all right. Um, would you, do you would you say uh, you have an MVP for this film? Probably, probably Hein Heckrock. Oh, of the course. The art direct- director, because mm-hmm. he's the best. I mean, he made this thing be and, and the so map much better. Paintings are yeah, they those paintings it. are amazing. I, one of the things I love so much is not only do so many of the the red shoes. I think of this film all the time, yeah. and not even because yeah. I. This is. I wouldn't say this is one of my favorite movies. It's Actually, not like a. Favorite we're gonna cover Black Swan, film, and that's but... one of my favorite movies. <laughs> we'll get into that. But the red shoes, I think about all the time, just because of those images that just mm-hmm. stick with you. They're very, very artistic, and and yeah, you you. They're very iconic, you know. Yeah, and and even the right after the, the right after the ballet scene, mm-hmm. they have that scene where she's in the. She's alone in the practicing studio, mm-hmm. and it's it's in contrast to when she was with a bunch of them, and she looked exactly like all of them. And the yeah. cinematography is just sh- showing you as someone pa- as as the, the the what do we call it the coach? The, yeah, yeah, like the the teacher. The teacher or whatever passes by each one of them, and she's just one face in the crowd, and, mm-hmm. and that's great, right? The yeah. the camera is at a certain angle, showing you how how plain she is mm-hmm. among all these people, and now she's alone. And to me, yeah. that scene showed so much. It's like, now she gets the studio to herself. Yeah. Now she's, she's an artist. Yeah, now she's, she's the greatest. Yeah. Yes. Um, and that's part cinematography and part the direction mm-hmm. and, and, or the, sorry, the art direction. Yeah, yeah. What would yours be? Uh, well, you have to give an honorable mention. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, probably the guy who plays Lormontov. Oh, really? Anton Walbrook. Yeah, I would not have guessed that. Why is that? He just really drives home the whole obsessed uh, director of the arts and the ballet. You know, like, he just is really good at portraying obsessed kind of dude. I totally get that. I agree. And kind of the puppet master, you know. I loved his acting. I think Mm -hmm. he was great. I think he was probably the best actor for me in the film. I I really like the lead, but Mm -hmm. she... It's her dancing that makes it work. I I, I know you didn't. Yeah, you were like, yeah. oh, maybe she was, but it's yeah. her movement that makes it work. I didn't, yeah. didn't feel like it was a lot of her acting. That iconic and oh, we didn't even talk about that close up where yeah, she holds where her hair oh, yeah. up and yeah. she has a wide eyed expression yeah, and those the, like, the the winged eyeliner that's so so popular right now. Yeah. But yeah, it makes her look very. She looks like a she looks like a bird or a swan, maybe. <laughs> but no, she looks like she's on fire, and it's yeah. it's the cover the. 
the Criterion Collection has the red shoes, mm-hmm. um, and the the cover, the cover is is, is her, her with like the, that very like confused friend. And some people kind of don't like it, but to me, that's the shot. That's but it the. Makes, it's the conflict. That's what the whole yes. movie's about, and that's why that cover works. And it makes her feel like she's on fire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's fabulous. Um, so she's really uh, anyway. I just mean that she's she's an okay act. She's pretty good. But yeah. I I agree. Lermontov was probably the best actor. Mm-hmm. Um, I ha- but I have to reserve both my uh, both my MVP and my honorable mention. I gotta give the MVP to the directors. Mm-hmm. I, I know this is like a joint thing, but yeah. you know, yeah. they both directed so Michael Powell and Emmerich Pressburger. They mm-hmm. both, they, they directed this wonderful film. They, they are, are famous for using some surrealist elements. Okay. Uh, I love Brief Encounter, which is oh, a oh, sort yeah. of love story, grandiose. They use trains mm-hmm. a lot. Nice. Um, and they go on to do Big Bridge on the River Kwai, oh, another okay. train movie. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, they're, they're fabulous and they, they're, they're great. Uh, I think that mm-hmm. it's their direction that really make this one pop. There, the overtures, yeah. they're fabulous. Um, I give the honorable mention to Jack Cardiff, who does the cinematography. Mm-hmm. He did a ton of other stuff. He also worked on a lot of their films, Black Narcissus, oh, Sorry oh, to yeah. Heaven. He did a he did a couple of their other films. But um, and if it was if I, I'm trying to look at his his mm-hmm. credits and say. Uh, he did the African Queen. Oh, uh, he, that so, one's a good one. So I'm I'm looking at his credits and I'm like, yeah, he's he's an okay cinematographer. Well. A, comparing it, I think maybe why this works is more the direction than the cinematography yeah. specifically. But I got to give him the honorable mention. It's great cinematography, yeah. so well shot. Yeah. Um, in in a way that pushes the story forward. Okay, we are almost an hour in, and we're ready to talk about movie number two. Yes. We can do it, guys. So Black Swan. That is... happened. <laughs> you did not like this movie, huh? No. So so okay, Black Swan is a movie I had been told to watch. I'll give my yeah. my my background or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's a movie I've been told to watch a lot because a lot of my other film bro fr- friends really love it. It's Darren Aronofsky, and he's a very uh, very popular filmmaker. He did Requiem for a Dream. Mm-hmm. He did. Uh, He's famous for having sort of films about obsession. He did uh, Mother, which is a more recent film. Mm-hmm. He did. Uh, he did. He did the. Oh no! Oh no! Wait a <laughs> second. Yes, he did the really bad twenty fourteen Noah. Oh. Yeah, is yeah. it? You know, so you okay. know, maybe they weren't all hits. Yeah. Hits. They weren't all hits. But he's really he's famous for having sort of these. Uh, uh, very odd elements in in his films. The point is, he's he's a great he's a he's a very interesting uh, filmmaker and one of the ones that I feel like I need to watch out for and see his new films and that sort mm-hmm. of thing. So uh, Black Swan was sort of the one that everyone talked about. Hmm. What was your first thoughts? To me, this was I I remember finishing and thinking that was my five star. This was a five star film. This is the perfect film. I'm not to spoil or anything, <laughs> but to me, this was like the perfect film. It had all these. Uh, had had this idea of perfection, and uh, both these films are about obsession, but this one is more about perfecting yourself, trying mm-hmm. to trying to open up new artistic veins that you didn't know you had, yeah. and how that no- doesn't just affect your affect you by making you single minded mm-hmm. and and your focus, but also how it in opening up those veins makes blood all over the rest of your life, mm-hmm. and I loved that. And I felt that that was, it was strong. And Natalie Portman's performance 
maybe her dancing wasn't that great, but her performance was strong. And I loved the idea of this overbearing mother being sort of like a Lermontov character who, who forces her into this. Um, to, I, I watched this and I was like, oh man, I, I can't believe, where was it missing from my life, you know? Um, and so, yeah, uh, this, so this kind this I watched this alone the first time. I watched it the second time also alone. I've only seen this. Th- to alone. me, this film only exists in my head. Um, that's the twist at the end of this podcast. Whoa. Um, but no. But uh, every time I've seen it, I just I instantly put it on my top fifty favorite movies. It just it's it 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 nails something for me. Um, what about you? Hmm. <laughs> well. It happened. What, what was the first time you saw it? Tell, tell. I know. <laughs> Actually, yesterday. <laughs> tell me. Okay. Um, it was a dark and stormy night. <laughs> no. Well, it was raining, but uh, I watched it, and yeah. So I had many thoughts, different, like, I thought, like, one thing at first of, like, what it was going to be about, and then it kept turning around and stuff. First I thought she's, like, going to be, like, a literal black swan or something, and then I'm like, wait, no, no, it's all in her head kind of thing, and you're mm-hmm. like... Is she being gaslighted sort of slightly, like, by the, um, what's the guy's name? Thomas something or other? The, uh, the teacher guy. Leroy. Like, is she He's being the... gaslighted by him and Lily mm-hmm. kind of stuff? Or is it, is she just, already she's had some problems mental health-wise. Yeah. And it just got worse. Yep. Or is it, like, both? Mm-hmm. So it was a little confusing. I'm like, I guess they're trying to be a little bit, what's the word, ambiguous yeah. about it. Um, so, so yeah, that was a little bit confusing. I was also like, wait, there's Winona Ryder. What is she doing? (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. I didn't tell you that Winona Ryder was in it. Winona Ryder? Hello? Are you there? Mm -hmm. Um, it was very disturbing. I think it was trying to be somewhat of a shock movie. Yeah. It was, it was mostly doing things just for the shock value. Um, and by the end I was like, okay, this is kind of like supposed to be like a horror movie slightly. Yeah. Um, I totally get that. Yeah, uh, the, obviously she's not a professional ballet dancer, of course. (laughs) Whenever they choose a famous person over a person that knows the actual art, Mm -hmm. it's gonna be a little underwhelming, but she did, she did play the part well. Um, I don't know, it was, it was an experience. (laughs) Uh... They were really trying to sell the whole, she's the white swan, that's all mm-hmm. she'll ever be. And then she'll... And, and I have a white feather scarf on a tree, because I'm all <laughs> angsty and whatever. Uh, and, oh, and Lily's the the um, exact opposite of her. And she's got the raspy yeah. voice, and she's all like, she's got the darker hair, and she's <laughs> got darker eyes. But she looks similar you know? to Natalie Portman. Mm, I, don't, <laughs> I don't really think so. They, well, they're, to, they're very unique. They're both very unique looking. I mean, they're both very, I mean, especially Mila Kunis. She's got those she's, she's, real yeah. loud eyes. You know? Yeah. Um, I don't know. It was, it was there. I, I get that. Okay. All right. We, so, so we'll dig more into exactly what doesn't work for you here. Was it just the, uh, we'll, we'll get it. Let's get into it. All right. So. The, this film was uh, a pet project of Darren Aronofsky, the, the, the director. Mm-hmm. He uh, became obsessed uh, with ballet um, because of his his sister. Mm-hmm. She she was uh, she was a 
dancer and mm-hmm. and and at a at the high school of performing arts and mm-hmm. so she he started constructing uh, um two films that yeah. be, that or well one film that became two films mm-hmm. one was called the wrestler mm-hmm. um because uh, and it was about a wrestler and it was similarly uh about obsession but it's uh it the film was supposed to be about uh, a wrestler and a ballerina who kind of who love each other very okay. similar to yeah. you know uh, uh, the red shoes um, but he decided that he wanted to just instead make one movie about wrestling and one movie about ballet and so he separated mm-hmm. them um, he says quote wrestling some consider the lowest art if they would even call it art and ballet some people consider the highest art what was amazing to me was how similar the performance and performers in both of these worlds are they both make incredible use of their bodies to express themselves. He tried to uh, combine styles that he saw in uh, All About Eve mm-hmm. and and Roman Polanski's The Tenant. He thought he was very pretentious about this. He, you know, he's like, oh, I'm going to create the next great movie. And I mean, I think he succeeded, but whatever. Um, but he really thought uh, he felt like this was, again, a film about obsession and, and what trying to do something as an art form really is mm-hmm. and i and he was trying to originally make yeah. the first la la land where two people are separated by this mm-hmm. by by both of their loves in these yeah. two different worlds but in, and i loved the idea that he said the highest art and the lowest art mm-hmm. is wrestling even an art is yeah. is ballet uh, and ballet it's this high art but mm-hmm. but you know how could you devote yourself to something so strenuous yeah I noticed a lot of black and white, and it's, you yeah. know, black swan, white of swan. Of course. Uh, obvious. <laughs> uh, and I noticed, obviously, she starts out very blonde, wearing all white, and mm-hmm. the rest of the dancers are wearing variations of gray and black and all that, you know, because it's supposed to be like, she's she's different than them. You got the pr- production, uh, or the costume designer? Um, I was I was yeah, watching some Amy of, Westcott. I was watching some of the bonus features on my because I got the Blu-ray. Yeah, yeah. she was very uh, bluntly pointing out, "Hey, I started with her in white, and I end with her a little bit more in gray, and then she ends up in black." Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's pretty easy metaphor. We get yeah, it." Yeah, yeah. Um, I know. I feel like they were very obvious. The whole yeah. movie was just a very obvious thing. Um. I liked how they showed like the dancers' feet and like her like getting ready. Mm-hmm. No, it was nasty, but that's that's <laughs> literally how na- dancers' feet are. They're always yeah. and in her whatever with her toe, and she's like, "Ow, that's that happens all the time." So I don't know why she was in shock. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, I liked how they were like showing sewing on the ribbons on the shoes because yeah, that's another thing dancers do. Mm-hmm. So I liked some of the accuracy of it. It kind of helps when there's stuff that's wildly <laughs> inaccurate. Like, <laughs> she's has her hair down in class. Nobody does that. Oh, really? Unless it's in, like, a jazz class. Literally nobody wears their hair down in a ballet class. Okay. Because you can't see. Oh, yeah, if you're going to be spinning and, yeah. No, no, just in general. Like, you can't see, and, and the, the teachers can't see to correct you. Okay. Um, Because they need to see your neck, you know? Oh, okay, okay. Um, So so that was inaccurate. I, I get why they had to do that, because they're like, see, Lily's different than you. Mm-hmm. She's, she's letting herself go. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, that wasn't accurate. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think of the mother character? I was a little confused. Like, it was obvious she was a little con- something controlling, but it, they they it was a little too, like, 
short of a time with her. Like, they needed to, like, talk about a little bit more, you know? Like, okay, so she's controlling? Is she a stage mother? Did she make her be into ballet? Like, Oh, well, it, yeah, was this something, was dancing something she actually wanted to do? I felt like this wasn't so much that they wanted to, that they needed to show off more of the mother mm -hmm. as that they needed to show off more of Natalie Portman's character, maybe? Yeah, something. did it was confusing to me. She seemed like she wanted to dance. Yeah. But it wasn't, I wasn't sure if it was her her mother pushing it on her or if it was her own obsession. Yeah. She obviously wanted, she obviously, yeah, I mean, she wanted it, but why? Yeah. What was it? What was so important? And I like guess some it was just... some kind of backstory. We needed something. Yeah, just, something like, to... let's get into it. Like, something else. Something to make us care. Like, or... when dad died, blah, blah, blah. And yeah. Like, okay, I get it now, but, like... <laughs> yeah, even something as basic as, <laughs> yeah, you know, just... since your father died, the only thing I could think of. Yeah. I guess they kind of did show off that the mother, you know, uh, she said, you know, she used to be a ballerina, and she yeah. tried that, and so obviously she tried to get her daughter to do that. Um... But it was unclear exactly where the mother began, yeah. ended and where the Natalie Portman and, began. And it seemed like maybe the mom had experience with this with the the teacher guy, kind of. Yeah, he, I would. I wanted a scene with them together. Yeah, I really wanted that because it felt like they were pulling on two ends of of, of her. And they get Mila yeah. Kunis in there for a second, where yeah. Mila Kunis is in the scene with the mother. Yeah. But Mila Kunis just sits there and like laughs, and later they imply like that never happened, right? Yeah. But they don't show. Weird. I would love to have gotten Thomas in the same scene as as the mother, just yeah. still pulling. I also think. Uh, the... I mean, I you could get me. You can easily, very easily get me to acknowledge the wrongs of any movie mm-hmm. and i'm saying that because i'm about to acknowledge a lot of the wrongs even mm-hmm. though i'm gonna say this is a five-star movie right mm-hmm. um the 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 actress who plays the mother isn't exactly mm-hmm. she's kind of just playing obsessive mother yeah she wasn't bringing anything else to the table i love natalie portman's performance i i get it. she's not a great dancer i think she mm-hmm. totally nails this sort of she ta- she literally talks quieter yeah. at the beginning of the movie and then she talks louder as the movie goes on. I enjoy how subtle they make the little differences between her. Not just, well, get it because she's in gray and she's <laughs> like part white, part black. But yeah. in the performance, it's <laughs> yeah. really strong that they, it's re- really strong that she becomes a completely different person by the end. And yeah. I enjoy that a lot. I was a and, little bit like, what is warranting her violent reactions against her mother at the, near the end? Because like, mm-hmm. Is this because she does actually have like mental health issues like before? Yeah. Or, or or was her mother that controlling? Like, or was it both? Like, what is this? It's almost a film about the seconds in the red shoes when she puts on the shoes at the end mm-hmm. and she starts getting pulled towards the edge. Yeah. It's almost about that Just like that. ten seconds, right? Yeah. And because it's about um that mental health thing. Yeah, I, I think you nailed it where it's like, mm-hmm. the, it, it's the idea of something breaks in her head and she yeah. needs this. Suddenly she needs to be able to be the black swan. I, I mean, we haven't really gone through the plot, but that's okay. We can, we don't have to, you know, go over it too much. <laughs> yeah. It kind of goes, uh, goes all over the place. Yeah, but, really um, does. you know, she, at first she gets the part, she gets to be part, she's part of this company. They're putting on Swan oh, Lake. Swan Lake, yeah. And, but the, Director Thomas, he has a new idea, which is what if the black swan and the white swan are two sides of every coin? Now, mm-hmm. I was looking, I, I was looking into Swan Lake. I know very little about mm-hmm. ballet, obviously. 
Uh, the Black Swan seems like, although it's a part, it doesn't seem as important of a part yeah. as they seem to make it's, it here. It's really not. It's it's all about the White Swan and Odette versus Odile. Odile's a very side side part of it. Um, and so they sort of and they so just they, expand on the character, I think, a little bit more. Gotcha. Yeah. So that makes sense. And they they kind of um, yeah, they really expand on. But the thing um, is, another thing is like, here's a, another example of a movie that. They turn, like, the good character to be, like, the lame character, and the bad one is more, like, what you, what's, that's, this is the idea. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Because in, in Swan Lake, Odile's bad. Like, you don't want to be her. Right. She's, she's tricking people, you know? So we're going to get to the ending of the movie. The movie ends with, she pulls it off, and she turns into a black swan. Mm-hmm. She, it's amazing. She jumps off the mm-hmm. edge. She falls, and it looks like she's dying. Mm-hmm. And there's some, there's some uh, odd imagery where it looks like she stabs, she, she stabbed herself. It's unclear. Who knows what's going on? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's sort of this idea of her mental health maybe has destroyed her. Mm-hmm. She's she's paranoid. She's seeing things that aren't really happening. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and this idea of slaving for art has has ruined her in that way. Mm-hmm. And then brilliant twist like like not twist this brilliant ending to the film where she looks up and she's so happy she did it mm-hmm. and the, the we look up at the house at the, at the house lights mm-hmm. from from her perspective and they fade to white mm-hmm. and the question is what I want to ask you because yeah. you're the first person again yeah. I watched this movie alone I didn't <laughs> haven't talked to anyone else about this yeah do you think she died because to me, this is what I read, is I read this film not as a, oh, you need to, you know, loosen yourself up more. You mm-hmm. need to do that. I read this as we destroy pure things in the name of art, mm-hmm. and we shouldn't have to, or we shouldn't mm-hmm. do that ever. Mm-hmm. And and destroying this pure thing is, is, is sad, and it's dark, and it's twisted. And we may make good art mm-hmm. out of it, but it but it's it's corrupting. And so she mm-hmm. dies. You kill it, you know? Yeah. And so that's, to me, the reading of the film that I get. But you seem to not think it that way because you think that this is a film about, yay, loosening up, you know? Well, I think it's about two things, It's it, which they both don't really mesh well enough together for mm-hmm. it to be a, like, you know, to understand the whole plot. It's about, she obviously has pretty bad mental health issues. Mm-hmm. Um she's like you know she has a skin picking disorder yeah that's rough man sorry for everyone who has that (laughs) but uh she's that she's got she's definitely got some kind of like bulimia or anorexia or something both yeah uh she's she's got hallucinations all sorts of things she seems to hurt herself yeah so it's kind of about two things but i feel like they don't really they didn't really do a good job of meshing them together you don't think so no it, it was just confusing, and you're like, well, what's the actual point? Like, are you going to talk a bit more about any of these things, or mm. is there just, they're just there just for shock value? Like, I get that. You know yeah, yeah. I get that. It feels a little shocked. Yeah, they throw things out there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, like, with the whole, like, she's being violent, like, with her mother at the end, mm. it's like, okay, like, I, I don't know how to feel. Violence, drugs, and be, rock and roll. Well, it's like, am I supposed to be, like, rooting for her, or am I supposed to be, like, the poor mom like mm-hmm. or is it just well they're both nuts like 
Is that what the movie's yeah, about? Yeah, I get it's, that. Just, everyone's crazy, yeah. just, you know? Anya, uh, this, I'm, I, uh, I don't mean to psychoanalyze, <laughs> but you really don't like movies when they just kind of throw uh, both characters and say, they're all bad. You well, know what I mean? Well, it's not necessarily that. It's just, I could accept it if it was a more like, Clear. It was more like, okay, what's the backstory of how this happened? Or okay. or at least to, okay, we, we got all this stuff happening. Now we're going to have someone else come in and, and explain it a little bit more. If you had, if you you had a reason saying? to care, is or that not, it? Not or, necessarily or care, an explanation? Just, just, just an explanation okay. a little bit more. Okay. It's a little bit too just like, okay, okay, whatever that was. Like, that happened. Yeah, I get that. There was a scene, the scene at the end where the stab wound and whatever. Natalie mm-hmm. Portman uh, told the director, like, she was... She's kind of weirded out by where the blood was placed, like, mm-hmm. on her tights. She kind of thought it looked like a period. Mm. Uh, and the director says that that was intentional. Oh, kind of symbolized gosh. she transformed into a uh-huh. woman. Um, oh, wow. So, she, so Natalie Portman thinks, like, it, Nina didn't die at the end. It was kind of like Nina killed the girl inside of her to transform into a woman. Wow. So... I don't know what that to, what to think Na- about. So that. Natalie Portman's reading is a little bit more positive, where it feels mm-hmm. oh, she's saying the idea is that she's matured, she became her own person, which I get. I get that. That's so weird. You're yeah. I don't know. You're, you're totally right. Where it feels a little muddled because I don't think that there is a moral compass to this film. I don't think that there's a a there's anyone saying well this is good and this is bad. It's bad mm-hmm. that you whatever. So yeah. to me, I latch on to. I latch on to that, that fade to white at the end with the looking yeah. up. To me, she dies. And to me, mm-hmm. that feels like we sacrifice things for art. And that's either good or that's either bad or it's a necessary thing for art. Yeah. I, I think but that makes a bit more sense. Like, like in some ways but, I can get but some Portman of this stuff. But clearly sees it as this is a positive thing in a sort of twisted way yeah. of, of, being more mature and not feeling oppressed. The other angle we have to tackle, tackle this from that kind of plays mm-hmm. into what Portman's saying is uh, Winona Ryder's character mm-hmm. and her entire dynamic with Mila Kunis is uh, she's the new one. She mm-hmm. comes in and she she uh, pla- uh, sur- uh, supplants the old or whatever. Yeah, she, but, and then the, the whole uh, how the guy's addressing like his favorite person, the mm-hmm. like, little princess or whatever. Yes. It's just kind of like yeah, maybe you shouldn't be with this dude because you could see like how he's he treats totally crazy. and you could say that about red shoes too you're coming in you're the new one and you're seeing how the old one's treated yeah and you're like you should maybe see, maybe look go into that. somewhere else it's it's <laughs> it's like the film is about maybe how men treat women to create art mm-hmm. and and it's horrible because it gets rid of the old ones and it mm-hmm. brings in the new ones and it's i mean basically you could watch this movie over and over again mm-hmm. and just pretend like Every time Natalie Portman is, or Winona Ryder is playing Natalie mm-hmm. Portman from the one before, mm-hmm. and you're basically like, oh, I get it. It's like it's gonna be the cycle of happening over and over again. Yeah. And I think that that's kind of part of what the film is saying is kind of what she's saying, which is, mm-hmm. it's like she was forced into womanhood. It's like she was corrupted. It's like mm-hmm. the girl inside her had to die be- at the sacrifice of this guy's specific art. And it's, <laughs> yeah. Also, it's sad. And also, it doesn't really make sense because. Like, how, like, he is, that's, like, not at all, and yeah, okay, it's a movie, whatever, but that's, mm. that's, if, if he was doing that in any ballet company, he'd be fired immediately. Yeah. It wouldn't have gone on, you it, know what I'm saying? Like, I hope so. Because 
that's that's not because you know like I've been. I mean, we live in a very corrupt world. Well, yes. Especially, I mean, I don't know anything about the ballet industry, but the movie industry has rewarded some people for being as horrible as that. Well, yes, but like the the Olympics guy, remember that guy? Mm-hmm, yeah. So he eventually got his thing. He got yeah, he but got after done. he corrupted how many Winona riders? But that's the thing. It's like okay, whatever. However long this is going on, and it seems like her mother was in this company too. Yeah, it seems like she knows this guy. Well, her mother almost he has this idea of like, um, it's just the way it is. You yeah. just have to accept it, you know. And yeah. that's and you're like, thanks. That's horrible. Word? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're right. It's a horrible film about horrible people. And you're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it was. A little much. <laughs> I like, so you're going to learn this as you, I mean, this is our second episode. Uh, you're going to learn this as we analyze even more and more movies. I love complexity, mm-hmm. and I take that over over whether I regard the film's message as moral or not. Mm-hmm. Um, this leads to a lot of people saying, ah, oh, that movie, you know, that mm-hmm. movie's whatever. Uh, that movie's such a, a white savior narrative. or yeah. Or that movie is such a... Uh, it promotes the wrong kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I say, okay, so maybe we shouldn't watch it. <laughs> yeah. But on its own, I think it exists well. Or mm-hmm. I think on its own, it the message is bad and it's badly told or whatever. Mm-hmm. So to me, this movie is a film that doesn't have, that is complex and has many layers to it. And it, yeah. it reads a couple of different messages. It's not just, and yeah, it's a little muddled. I, I, I get where you're coming from. It is a little muddled. Maybe we've, You've changed me a little bit where I'm starting to see a couple of the cracks yeah. where it doesn't quite work. Yeah. But it's, it has so many le- lessons on obsession mm-hmm. about uh, or the sacrifice of purity for art or the sacrifice of women for men, you know? Mm-hmm. And to me, all those layers really create a stronger film. Uh, this movie is not as well shot as The Red Shoes by a long shot. That I would yeah. definitely give you that. Like, the film, like, the, the shots of her, like, dancing, uh-huh. I'm like, okay, but I don't want to see her face so much. Like, I want to see the actual art, because exactly. this is what it's about. Yes. It's about the art. And what The Red Shoes does so well is, other yeah. than the very famous shot of her yeah. face, they don't show you a lot of her expressions. It's all about how she expresses herself through dance. Yeah. And I think that Aronofsky, the director, doesn't, doesn't, pull, it doesn't off. pull it off. Um, that being said... Love this movie. Five stars. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, so comparing these two films, what has changed in Hollywood? Well, things have gotten a lot more explicit. <laughs> That's <laughs> and, true. And a uh, lot more psychological thriller type. Mm-hmm. This, The Red Shoes, was nothing compared to this. They bend a lot of genres too. Yeah, they, it's like this film goes from being a horror movie. You see the, you see the, the other bird guy Mm -hmm. who dances with her yeah um you see him a couple of times and it's like ah it's scary right yeah um they 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 combine that sort of horror or or every time she sees her face and she Mm -hmm. sees the evil version of her uh, that's another thing i felt that was a little over the top where you're like oh yeah we get it she's turning into a devilish version of herself yeah we also have mila kunis and a black swan to 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 show that but it's also like her mental health. I get, I get that. I mean, that too. I just wish, yeah, they just could have explained things better. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, they they definitely, I think they were definitely influenced by the red shoes with the whole obsession oh, thing. Oh, for sure. Hollywood definitely has changed. It was, it was, a, <laughs> that was a long time, 1948 and 2010. Yeah, we did last episode. <laughs> we chose one 10 years apart, and we're like, I guess remakes. Who knows? <laughs> but this episode, it's really, it feels like. Um, 
maybe one of the things that I think is really interesting is it's like they don't regard the the arts as high anymore. One of the the way they shot ballet, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, I was obsessed with ballet because my sister did ballet. It's like, yeah, but you didn't get it. You're you're not yeah. showing the expression in a way that we we I prefer. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we as the audience would prefer. It's like you. She should be expressing herself through her dance. Mm-hmm. And yes, she turns into a swan. That's cool. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. I can. I, I watched all the special effects breakdown. It's like that's super impressive. I'm glad mm-hmm. you're using film that way. But the the art itself, you're missing ballet, art. you're missing something. And you could be showing us that. And and yeah. I, the, you not doing that doesn't feel like it's adding anything. It's taking away. And another thing, I was a little bit like, really, like at the end, she says, "I was perfect." I didn't really get the sense throughout the entire movie, like, like the whole like perfect thing. Mm-hmm. I was just distracted by like all mm-hmm. the she's ripping away at her uh, finger and like all of that type of stuff. I was just distracted by that, and they they need to like kind of narrow that down to make it like okay, this is about perfection, right? And like perfection is slightly different than obsessed. Yeah, it was a more yeah. obsession movie, not necessarily perfect. But it's movie. also about. Perfe- I like both. I think both work. I think that the fact that she was obsessed with this, I think that the fact that just like the red shoes was about, you know, love and and art and, uh, but also could be about being obsessed with this thing, but also about success. This mm-hmm. film isn't about success. It's not like this film was about everything. Mm-hmm. This film wasn't about like well, I need to be perfect because I want to be a successful ballerina. It was more, I want to be perfect so I can get this one role perfect. Mm-hmm. She's obsessed with getting everything, you know, looking the part, being the part. And I think that those are two separate things. And so I think that this film, the Black, uh, Black Swan, was about more than just that. I think I was okay with it because it, mm-hmm. to me, I, I know you th- feel like it wasn't clear, but to me it felt like it was clear but in five different directions, not just one. Mm-hmm. Okay. The film was a little bit about how these men in power can corrupt these women, how it can can ruin them and can abuse their power. And I get that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that's a little bit about how Hollywood has changed because it, we're acknowledging mm-hmm. that that's happened a lot in Hollywood's yeah. history. Mm-hmm. Whereas, um, you know, The Red Shoes, while it was kind of about that, it, it, it was more about her own drive you know for for success it's like well mm-hmm. she wanted this too why didn't she have this yeah um and and it didn't acknowledge like it was like oh well these red shoes are something that she that that were put on her as opposed to something that she put on and i mm-hmm. think that in this film it's like the the black swan <laughs> i said the thing i get a thousand no. points the black swan was something she put on you know oh. what i mean what were was something that was put or sorry was something that was put on her she was assigned yeah. the role and she she was she was sort of forced into to very uncomfortable situations because mm-hmm. of it, and I, I get that, you know. Yeah. Most valuable player of 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 what you didn't like. Probably the director. Darren Aronofsky. Mm-hmm. Or, or or the director of the music, or the the director the, the musical director or the actual director of the film. Probably the the actual director. Okay. I just I didn't really like the. Oh, none of them stood out. Would I like you have Winona given, Ryder. You, okay, Winona Ryder. Would she be your honorable mention? <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, what about the 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 production designer, the or the costume designer? Oh, nah, I I wasn't feeling the costume designer. It it like it was too obvious almost, or like yeah. just too. There wasn't any like intricacy. Not intricacy. Intricacy. Yeah, intricacy. It was like weird word. <laughs> 
<laughs> but like it was too just like okay black like mm-hmm. there was no like detail yeah you know? ex- just like except like for the maybe red that shoes. one shot of her actually being like a like like the, the red lady, shoes it's know? not like oh i'm wearing red all the time you yeah, know what i mean it's yeah. there's some there's layers to it there's ideas yeah there's a little bit of blue on the white that she's wearing and she's basically you know, the reason the, the, the biggest contract contrast between black salon and red shoes is Black Swan's very obvious with the entire thing. Mm, but Red also shoes, not clear, apparently. Well, yeah. Uh-huh. Like, but they're, they're obvious in, in that, you know, Black Swan, yeah. White Swan. You're really selling um, me on this. Not, I'm not going to lie. Okay. <laughs> and uh, Red Shoes is a lot more subtle. And, mm-hmm. like, you know, because they're the long introduction until the whole scene. Yeah. The dance scene. And then you're like, okay, maybe I maybe I'm understanding this a little bit more. And then it you know, it takes off. I think it suffers from what we were talking about with La La Land and, mm-hmm. and um and American in Paris, which is they don't find a separation. I'm not saying all films need to yeah, separate yeah. like, oh, only Yeah. Only yeah. scary, <laughs> weird elements here yeah. and for these scenes and then only realistic elements here. But you're right, there there's nothing there's there's something to be said about when you start a film knowing that it's going to be surreal. It's going to mm-hmm. be weird. It, she's going to turn into a swan by the end <laughs> yeah, of the film. Yeah. Um, as opposed to, uh, uh, or ha- like the red shoes, where it's like, oh, they have the little tinge of, mm-hmm. did the red shoes make her die or whatever? Yeah. But they don't It's a little overindulge. more simplistic, You're right. Too. Yeah. There's something to that. Man, you're really, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm, that's, I'm that's, agreeing with you. This is the thing. That's the difference between old movies and new movies. Yeah. A lot of the times. They don't, yep. have, they don't have that balance. Well, this is why we have you on. Yeah, because otherwise we would I would have gone the rest of my life having being like, oh, Black Swan's perfect. The end. <laughs> um, okay, well, then all we have to do is do our rating system. We okay. go on a five-star rating scale. Uh, Red Shoes, what would you say? Four and a half. Four and a half. Okay. Why? Um, purely that 15-minute long scene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like the best thing ever probably like the best ballet sequence in a film um and then obviously the the whole rest of the film itself i don't know necessarily if four and a half stars is the best because of that first that whole long first half of the movie is like okay what what's this Mm -hmm. it's a little dull um but the second half is just so good and there's so many redeeming qualities to it it's just you know that's why yeah, I would go with a four and a half star as well. The 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 first bit up until there, mm-hmm. it slogs a little. It's yeah, just it the pacing isn't isn't there mm-hmm. for what you would what you would hope. Mm-hmm. Um, but it really sets all the pieces in place so that after that scene, yeah. everything just falls into place. You're like, okay, I get it. This is yeah. awesome, right? Yeah. And it's not, and and you you don't know what she's gonna choose. Mm-hmm. I thought that she was gonna end with her on the stage and her, mm-hmm. you know. Play, you know, being a ballerina, but maybe with like a single tear down her cheek as everyone applauds <laughs> yeah. or whatever, and the curtain falls. Mm-hmm. But they really keep you wrapped in, in attention, and you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, I really like this movie. Four and a half stars as well. Mm-hmm. Now we get to five stars. <laughs> you get to rate this. Uh, one star. One star. <laughs> oh my goodness! I didn't think it, it would be that low, but it yeah, okay. Enjoyable. One star. And and, and it right. was a hard movie to watch, and, okay. and that's probably the point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, would I watch it again? No. It yeah. was it was intense and strange and <laughs> weird. So maybe that was the point of the movie. It was just supposed to be a little bit like, whoa, what was that? You know? Yeah. You you brought me down half a star. <laughs> 
I would go. <laughs> I would definitely go with four and a half stars because because I I agree. I am looking at a lot of your criticisms and like yeah, they're trying to shock you. They're trying to freak you out yeah. in a way that doesn't feel earned all the time. Yeah, where it's like oh, we're just throwing things in there so that you. If they had more of a climactic whoa yeah. kind of scene, which but, is but why the red shoes is so good because even though that first half maybe slogs a yeah. little bit, it's building to this <gasps> and they literally have the yeah. scene before where everyone's nervous and no one mm-hmm. knows if they're gonna pull it off and so you're crossing your fingers hoping mm-hmm. they're gonna pull it off and but the film kind of doesn't really build to that and then mm-hmm. when you do see what's supposed to be the crescendo which is her dance mm-hmm. and she transforms into the swan yes the special effects are great mm-hmm. i i really love the special effects i yeah. think that they look a, an appropriate amount of of realistic while mm-hmm. also being kind of magical and, yeah. and something that you wouldn't think is real mm-hmm. um because they bow, they they it's a special effects showcase. It's not a ballet showcase. Yeah. And and somehow the red shoes managed to do both. So mm-hmm. I guess uh, we'll, we'll both of them, I give them both four and a half stars. <laughs> All right. Oh, um, there you go. That's the end uh, today. Would you? Uh, that's the end of our podcast. Uh, okay. Do you have anything else you want to say? This is your moment, Black Swan. Don't let it go. Good night, everybody. Good night. And that's it for today's episode of Something Old, Something New, a movie podcast by Anya and Anthony. Thanks to you, our delightful audience, for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. Follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you'd like to support the show, subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash SOSNpod. Find us on Instagram at SOSNpod and on Twitter at SOSNpod. Many thanks to Olive Music for our theme song, Sarah Mills Photography for our wonderful photos. Special shout out to Sarah Mills, our producer, and The Upstairs for our recording space. Join us every Monday for our latest episode, a great way to start your week.